A law firm rebrand is no small feat and it can be some of the most exciting and challenging projects a legal marketer can take on. Today we're lucky to get behind the scenes look at a recent rebrand from US firm Colshots. We're joined by Erica Roman, CMO of Colshots, and hopefully we can dive into the project, its challenges, successes, and how the whole thing came about. Welcome to the CMO series, Erica. Hi, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to chat to you. And, and obviously, um, a, a law firm rebrand is a, is a massive project. Um, so we can get into a bit more detail about how that all came about and the decision behind that. Um, but actually, to kick things off, are you able to tell us how you came to be the CMO at Colshots and, and maybe at what point on that journey you realized a rebrand was needed? Yeah, so um, I'm a former practicing attorney. I practiced public finance for five years, and I got to the point where I was like, ah, this is not where my passion lies. So I started Googling non-practicing attorneys, uh, jobs for uh, jobs for non-practicing attorneys, and I came across Bloomberg. I worked at Bloomberg for a number of years, and that's where I got my experience with selling into law firms, selling at all, client support service, and at that point, they were launching the business development platform. Through doing that, I realized I wanted to get take my experience and go back into a law firm setting. I felt that law firms really don't give support when it comes to business development. It's kind of like, hey, you know, go out there and shine. Use your, your amazing personality. But if you look at other services, right, in any industry, they there's training, there's how to sell, there's you don't touch a client or go out in the field with at least, you know, a week or two of training at the very minimum. So I really wanted to provide that to law firms. I was lucky enough to meet with the uh, management at Cool Shots who shared my vision. Uh, I jumped right in. It was very well received. And before you know it, you know, just everything I was kind of working on just it made sense and they wanted to really take that rather than marketing, that business development focus. Long story short, they they saw what I could do and they offered me the position as their CMO, which was great. <laughs> well, it sounds like you it was a, a, a sort of match made in heaven if you, you you slotted right in and found your place. That's a great way to put it. It was. You just I think when you interview with somewhere, you just get that feeling. And I just got that gut feeling that this was going to be my home for a while. They understood me and I understood their needs. And they really gave me the room to to take different initiatives, think out of the box, do things that haven't necessarily been done before or just a little bit different. And they gave me the support and I needed in order to to support them, really. Wonderful. So you've taken up the role of CMO. And at what point was it when you you sort of um, realized that a rebrand was needed? Admittedly, I'm a, a, I'm a bit of a, I'm a Taurus. I'm a visually OCD person. <laughs> so um, I like everything to, I like everything pretty, right? And visually appealing. And I, I do come from a family of artists, right? So um, I always felt like, the the website just wasn't a reflection of who we are. It just didn't do us justice. We are a firm or Amlaw 200 firm that punches above our weight. We're in the room with the big boys a lot, the Amlaw 100 firm, you know, with many, many times the firms within the top 20. And I just felt like our current branding, our current website just didn't really reach a level of sophistication and, and tell a story about who we are and differentiate us in any way. 
I mean, all the colors like orange and purple. Some those are our previous colors. I mean, I think that's only cool if you're like FedEx. So, um, <laughs> all, all respect to the previous CMO who, who you know, as we know, uh, aesthetics change over time, colors and trends go in and out. But I wanted to to create something that was pretty timeless. Was really out of the box, out of the law firm norm. In, in terms of um, you've, you've highlighted that your website wasn't really reflective of, of you as a firm. Um, how did you and it, and it needed that sort of redesign how did you approach those early conversations with the management about the website and say look this isn't this isn't quite right and we need to make a change how did you go about those conversations i had to speak their language right because i think a lot of our new matters come in through referrals somebody worked with us they know us they know our reputation and then they go to the website and it's almost like a credential check, right? So I think a lot of law firm uh, CMOs could get resistance in the beginning because they're like, well, you know, it's just, that's not how we get business, right? I think that as the world becomes more digital, especially when you look at COVID, right? Everybody, there's this distance. There's less people meeting in person. I think obviously we're returning back to that. But the, the law firm website tends to stand for your identity. It's, it's who you are. If they don't know you, even if it is a credential check, we want to impress them. If, if somebody is given three names, I want us to stand out in some way. I didn't want us to be, you know, a kind of like run of the mill looking law firm. I wanted to immediately grab attention. And I think we've become so visual in the world of Instagram, Facebook. Um, our attention spans are incredibly low. So, you know, my thought is lock them in with an identity that's so different and interesting that it's hard for them to leave and then pull them in with our messaging, our words, our mission, who we are, our culture, and so on and so forth. So luckily, you know, the silver lining of something like COVID is that we were running around a bit less, right? We had other, our other initiatives got tabled. And it gave me the opportunity to say, hey, we're kind of stuck at home right now. I think it's time. (laughs) And they agreed. And they agreed. Yeah. So it sounds like, um, you know, timing played a part of that, but also um, just highlighting uh, to the the, um, senior team that, you know, we want to stand out. We want to grab grab attention and, and we're not currently doing that. Yeah. I think, you know, law firms tend to think, well, we're not we're not a car, so to speak, right? Or you're not a, you're not apparel. So what, why is branding so important? But people do buy brands. We see it all the time. There's big name branding in law firms, right? So how do you, if you're not part of like the top 10, um, where people just buy it because of brand recognition will pay inflated rates, how do you stand out? How do you become memorable? Um, how do you make yourself a household name, so to speak? And I do think that branding um, yourself is important no matter what the space. And I think that's changing even in legal. So in terms of the process you followed, um, what did that look like? What was the general process and what type of internal resources did you have working on this website project? The first step was, you know, everything we do, we do for the firm and our attorneys. We really wanted them to feel a part of the process. This isn't something that we were going to take on and say, hey, we're going to create this for you and just serve it up and like surprise you with it, right? This is the story of our attorneys. 
this is made to highlight them, market them, their practice. So getting their perspective of who we are and what we wanted to show was important. I needed them to know that they were all a part of this and get their buy-in from the beginning. So the first thing that we did was survey them. And we're, you know, we asked them questions like, what do you think sets this law firm apart? What sets your practice apart? Um, how would, what adjectives would you use to uh, describe the firm yourself, your practice? We surveyed them and we took all that information and there were some things that really stood out and that trended and that's what we use to to build this brand. And was there anything that came back out of that survey and that that surprised you or that you, you didn't expect? You know, it's funny because I kind of had my feelings as we we're going through this about, you know, where we ended up and the artistic route and and we actually the the words ended up fitting that really perfectly. So it's kind of like the stars aligned, right? The way people, the self-reflection that we got really just gave us all these pieces of that puzzle to create like a really nice, I'll say, story about who we are. So I wasn't all surprised because everybody is very, I've always, there's something special about this firm and the way people approach the practice. And it, it does have this familial feel. Um, you know, it, the firm started off small, grew pretty quickly. We've had people that have, many people have been at the firm staff and attorneys alike for over 20 years. So to me, that says a lot. There's a lot of history and longevity at the firm. So the new direction, lawyering is our art, which is your tagline. It's on the the front page of the website. Um, Where did that direction come from? So it came from the survey and it came from, we were actually preparing a, a speech for a recognition that we received. We realized the way in writing that speech, we realized the way our attorneys approach their practice really is like an artist uh, approaches creating a piece of art. I feel like when you engage an attorney from Cole Shots, you're, you're commissioning almost a legal artist. They're you tell them your vision and they're they're meticulous. They take their time. They look at every detail, understanding the value of every detail. And they really do work tirelessly to create something that's distinguished, um, that is very unique to that individual's needs. And it just screams, you know, almost like it has this like superior craftsmanship element to it. So it really just in watching my colleagues and through the survey and the way they described themselves, it wrote itself. I wanted to bring in visual, as I mentioned before, I wanted to bring in visual pieces uh, that are going to be engaging. So I didn't want to just like randomly, you know, create a very artistic website, right? Because it's like, well, what's the connection here? Like, <laughs> who do they think they are? Like, they're just a law firm. Why, why do they look so artistic? Again, it kind of just all fell together. And I was like, wait, hold on, like lawyering is art art. And I think when you put it that way, it out of the gate tells a story of just how we approach lawyering here and um, how the attorneys approach their craft. And it says so much with the little words. It, it does. And that, that idea that you're commissioning a, a legal artist and lawyering is your art, it, it, you know, in, in very few words, it, it does describe what you guys are trying to do. I, I know we're um, 
the project's finished now. You've got some fantastic results, a fantastic website, some new branding, um, Laura's Our Art, commissioning a legal artist, all of that. Um, in terms of the, the rebrand project as a whole, what were the biggest challenges um, and what were the biggest success- successes of it? It's a big project. And <laughs> I think I, I personally have never done this before. So I think, you know, ignorance was the because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went into it and, you know, it's super exciting to get the opportunity to do it. And I have such an amazing team and we're all very excited. And then, you know, you, you get into the thick of it and you're like, wow, this is a lot. And it's not like everything else stops, right? Like we had everything else that we were already doing. And like I said, COVID kind of gave us a little bit of a breather. There's there's just so much to it. Like you look at the amount of pages, we have hundreds and hundreds of pages we did not copy and paste not one sentence or paragraph. Everything was rewritten, right? Some of it we could do the the marketing and business development team, but a lot of it we had to collaborate with the attorneys, right? And they're busy. yeah. So they were extremely helpful, but it's also getting on their calendar, getting the time and keeping things moving at the pace that you want to so you could deliver the project in time. We definitely ran over our timeline on this. I'm okay with that, right? We we got to the finish line eventually. But I think it just, when I think about how small our team is and the amount we accomplished, it's something that I know that we are all extremely proud of because even every picture that we chose, um, if you look at the practice group pages, there's pic- we, we have a combination of photographer uh, photography from our photographer we hired. Some of it is my photography. Some of it is Ariel Newcomb's f- photography. We did pictures within pictures. We got really creative with just like our practice group landing pages. Everything was so deliberate and so well thought out. We were just, we were a bit neurotic about it, but you know, it's just because we were so invested and cared so much about it. So a lo- <laughs> when we, when we look back and we see how much we really put into it, it's pretty wild. Yeah, well, and I think from the outside, we can see that um, you've finished with a a fantastic um, outcome. So obviously, all that hard graft was was worthwhile. Okay, Erica, so it's that time in the podcast where we jump into the quick fire round and we we find out a bit more about Erica Roman, who she is as a person, so that when people bump into you at these events... Um, they can they can chat to you and 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 ask you about what you said in 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 these quick fire rounds so to kick things off what's your favorite book that's a hard one I think that's like asking me you know which is my favorite child of the three um (laughs) (laughs) I've I've read so many good books and I tend to you know what what's top of mind for me right now um is actually the the subtle art of not giving a I'll say bleep uh an <laughs> <F>. um <laughs> it's actually on on my second read of that because I really just enjoy the way it's written um I I tend to like nonfiction, self-improvement psychological type books um and and this one is just it's so engaging and I think it's it's one of those ones that you can read over and over to kind of realign yourself. And it's something that I, I can share the lessons learned with others, um, not necessarily telling them I got it from this book. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, has a strong title to it. <laughs> Fantastic. And um, what was your first job? That's a really funny one. So growing up, we lived across the street from a funeral parlor. 
And we, my friends, or my parents were friends with the owner. And my older two brothers used to clean the limos and the hearses. And when I was old enough, I was able to do that. And I just wanted the extra money. And then then I realized I was extremely afraid to be there. (laughs) So my father had to go with me every time. But um, yeah, interesting first job for a young girl. (laughs) That that is interesting. I thought you were going to say you were out there digging graves or something like that. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) And what makes you happy at work? My team, my colleagues, uh, the creativity, the collaboration. It's always something new and different. The days are not repetitive. There's so much that makes me happy at work, but the core of it is the people that I'm surrounded by. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, what are you listening to at the moment? This could be a podcast, music, audio book. Um, so I'm actually, I've been, <laughs> I am a big fan of house music. My brother was a DJ when I was younger. Um, so I have been looking at the, or listening to SoundCloud, um, tuning into defected uh, records radio and I've it's just I've, I've gone down that wormhole and that's what's trending on my phone right now fantastic so um yeah you'd be um at home in IB for down Pasha fist pumping away to the the house music is that right if I could be in Ibiza at Pacha or something like that the rest of my life I, I would be there <laughs> <laughs> and where is your favorite place to visit and why I would have to say uh Puerto Rico I am um of Puerto Rican descent and we recently took a family trip I took the kids and went with my parents and it was just a nice I think when you when you return to where your ancestors came from you just have this automatic sense of being at home and and a connection so I would have to say that would be my favorite place and it's just gorgeous and it's probably a little bit warmer in Puerto Rico than it is in New Jersey at the moment hey you think (laughs) (laughs) fantastic so bringing things back to um the rebrand uh we we've highlighted some of your successes things that were a challenge things that you enjoyed doing um if you could give one piece of advice for others embarking on a rebrand and how they can ensure success what would that be i think it's two-pronged um i think (laughs) you know it's a it's a fine line with legal marketing um and a rebrand like this because if you want to do something out of the box, you still have to maintain that level of sophistication, right? So it's a very, very fine line of tightrope that's to be walked. At the same time, I think it's really important to stay true to your vision. I know I had this bird's eye view of how it was all going to come together, but not everybody did, right? And there were times when I think myself and the team would question ourselves because, you know, did we go too far this way or this way? And Um, at the end of the day, we stuck to our guns, we knew what our vision was. And the other part of this was bringing in our attorneys, as I mentioned, ahead of time to let them know that they have a piece of this too. They, this is, they're going to be reflected in this, they're part of the process. Um, So really involving them and having them engage with us throughout was so, so important. Um, giving them just enough to to see the vision, but also, you know, attorneys are risk adverse, and we're and as a former practicing attorney, like we're that's how we're trained, right? It's like you stay in a box. <laughs> but I'm so lucky to work with such an amazing group of colleagues. You know, 
to have the support that I have and to have the trust that they gave me and the team was was just so, so important to have their trust and to have their support throughout so that we could, you know, end up where we, we had planned on ending up. Brilliant. So the two things I jotted down there were um, have confidence in yourself and stick to your guns. And, and the second one I jotted down was making sure you involve um, the attorneys and, and bring them on that journey as well. Well, Erica, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat today and catch up and hear about the rebrand project at Cole Shots. What you've ended up with, Laura's RR, is fantastic. And, um, it, you know, it's testament to the hard work that you and your team put put into that project. Um, so thanks for coming on and sharing with us uh, a bit about that process and, and, and how you got to where you are today. It's been my absolute pleasure uh, speaking with you about this. Thank you for having me.